We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. I found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a color as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that can cut with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners and viewers. And welcome to Corona and Cults, where <laughs> once a pandemic, uh, we meet to uh, drink coffee, Corona beer, and talk of the coronavirus cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will likely contain strong language, and uh, I'm guessing content warning for biological warfare today <laughs> um content warning for like if you're and i can't think of a better word sick of hearing about the coronavirus um then maybe this isn't the podcast uh for you right now but hi listeners we hope you're well we hope yeah. you're healthy we hope you're um surviving through this difficult time um our yeah. thoughts are with you Definitely. We've had some uh, messages from listeners that have been very sad and um, we just, we're thinking of you all um, and we appreciate you spending a little bit of your quarantine time listening to us. Yes, we hope that our foolishness in some way helps you pass the time while you're socially, let's not pretend it's anything else, Sam, uh, helps keep you company in this difficult time. You've probably seen already um, out on our main channel, uh, we've been trying to put out some extra bonus content from our um, archives. We'll also uh, aim to put out a few more little sort of bonus things um, alongside a slightly more frequent main program uh, yeah. schedule, of which this is the first. Hi. Um, so if we sound a bit different to normal, it's because we are. John has his recording set up as per, but I am recording just straight from my laptop uh, because my recording stuff is at John's and we're social distancing. So that's where that is. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're meeting via a popular uh, meeting streaming app. Other apps are available. So the sound might be a little bit funky. We'll make it as clear as we possibly can. It means we have a video version. So if you'd like to, God help you, see us in action, uh, you can do that um, over on our uh, Patreon page. Um, but there is certainly no pressure to give us money at this difficult time save your pennies or donate to those who are having a hard time uh, financially or to various coronavirus uh, support funds but should you one day want to see us in action we're going to start putting some video versions of our recordings up on there yep why not it's uh you get to see a little snippet of our homes you get to see my door and shelves where my fabric is and john's tiny little uh book corner which is on the opposite wall to his giant book wall. <laughs> yes, yeah, mostly the wall here is book-based, um, which has made me look much smarter than I actually am when I've been having meetings this week. Yeah. So um, it seems like it would be wrong to try and get through uh, the corona epidemic while hosting a podcast about cults and not mention the outbreak of coronavirus that was in large part caused by a cult or fringe religious group. Yes, I heard about this uh, by seeing just a headline of it. And then John said that he wanted to do it. And I was like, I will not read any more about it. So I'm, I'm in a place of pure ignorance here, John, as is very unlike for me. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, uh, listeners, is about the, uh, and I apologise for the pronunciation, 
Shinchenji Church of Jesus. Okay. Church of Jesus. So um, we're going to uh, head to South Korea. Okay. Very nice, uh, I hear. Yeah, I hear good things as well. Obviously, geographically reasonably close to China and a country that has dealt with pandemics before in the past. So they particularly had strong outbreaks um, of SARS and MERS back in the day. But having sort of been through that experience of dealing with other pandemics this time round, South Korea were on it. They had the most efficient albeit slightly draconian, possible response that they could have. Sam, so they sort of combined a a ruthlessly efficient bureaucracy with technology so that the Korea Centers for Disease Control and Prevention immediately kicked in a new uh, regime. Uh, They were testing uh, people for any strain of the corona sort of family of viruses. Visitors coming into the country from China were tracked by their credit card use, by CCTV, and by a health status app that they were encouraged to download and input data into. And all of that data was plotted on an interactive website. Yeah. So they sort of put all of these measures in place straight away in order to uh, tackle early on uh, this outbreak of COVID-19. And they started those preparations in November. So really, really early on. So all of those measures came into place in November so that by the 17th of February, they'd had just 30 cases. Great. Okay. And that's the end of this story. That was just a nice story about a really efficient, decisive public health plan. Wouldn't that be nice? Three weeks after that, Mm -hmm. there were 7,000 recorded infections and 50 deaths. At that point, the largest outside China apart from Italy. Wow. And all because the 31st case on February the 18th, patient 31, a member of the Shinchenji Church of Jesus, became the epicenter of a mass outbreak. Gosh. So um, this group is a sort of a quasi-Christian cult, Um, or new religious movement, if you prefer, of which there seem to be hundreds, Sam, in South Korea. I had no idea. It's estimated that there are two million South Koreans involved in fringe Christian churches. Cool. And not only is there multiple choice in terms of your fringe Christian groups, but nearly all of them are connected to corporations and businesses. So lots of them are sponsored um, or sort of donated to by big corporations in the country. <laughs> I've, I've written here in my notes, Sam, they have muchos money. So Ah, very specific. <laughs> yeah, just if that's, again, the kind of hard data we like here at Coffee and Cults. You have muchos money. Why don't you sponsor this religion? <laughs> oh, I think we should go to uh, that church over there. I hear they have muchos money. <laughs> They're also um, quite often connected to quite high up political figures so there's lots of sort of overlap between corporations politicians and these fringe religious groups and obviously lots of them are influenced show um, this church in particular um, is a bit of an offshoot is inspired by the unify the unification church okay i.e the moonies run by reverend sun mayun moon and we will so, be looking into them at some point yeah yeah almost certainly that will be a a couple of parters, I would imagine. Will I say what I'm going to say now? Yeah, I'll say it now. I won't say it for the episode. At one point, my mum was on holiday with her friend and 
uh, my mum sort of went to get an ice cream or something and came back and these very nice people were talking to her, to her friend. And then they went off and her friend was like, oh, these really nice people said, do we want to go around and um, hang out with them later? And do we want to go and have a meal with them? They're, they're being really kind and really friendly. And they were Moonies, <laughs> presumably on some kind of marriage recruitment drive. Yeah, well done, John's mum, for not getting married to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mum was pretty sceptical about going to that hangout, rightly. So, yeah, so it's just extraordinary because there are so many of these weird, um, sorry, weird is subjective on my part, but I think that's fair, um, unusual different strains of Christianity. I realise now because we have video that people can see how much I weirdly move my hands while I do this, Sam. It's just made me very self-conscious. Um, I just am really conscious that you can see my snaggle tooth because of where the sun's shining. It's good. It's beautiful. Thank you. If you're just listening to the audio, imagine that I am uh, flailing my arms around like an inflatable uh, tube man at a car dealership and just imagine Sam as one giant tooth in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. Beautiful. It's beautiful. If anyone wants to draw that, please do. (laughs) Uh, And that can be our new show logo. Um, Uh, but yeah, so so anyway, so I started looking at this and actually there are there are so many groups. So I'm just, to give you a sense, I'm just going to tell you about two other groups really quickly first. Oh. Um, sort of set the context of there being lots of these sects um, yeah. in South Korea. Um, so in April 2014, uh, the MV Seawall ferry sunk and 304 passengers and crew died in that ferry sinking. Gosh. The man who owned that ferry business, uh, Yu Byung Eun, um, who was the owner, became as a result the most wanted man in South Korea because he'd been involved, you know, he'd been running this business, this big accident had happened, uh, and then he'd sort of disappeared. He had founded previously the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea, brackets, Salvation Sect, bracket. And in 1987, they had been investigated in connection to a mass suicide where 32 members of a splinter group had uh, completed suicide. What? So there was already this sort of strange backstory behind him. Um, He was never apprehended for the ferry um, disaster, but he was found uh, dead in a field two months later man and he supposedly had lots of quite big political connections within the country so there was lots of sort of rumors about the people that were involved in his group over time in november 2018 pastor lee j rock of the manmin central church uh, was put in prison for 15 years for raping eight female followers Um, who told the court that they felt compelled to have sex with him because he was God. Oh, no. And he was presiding over a group with 130,000 followers at that point. That's so big. Yeah. These groups are not messing around in terms of scale and size. Oh, holy moly. That is... That's a lot of crimes you listed in that last few minutes, John. Yeah. Sorry, that suddenly boosted our crime um, figures for this... I want to be clear, Sam and I haven't committed any crimes during the recording of this show. Uh, have we? No. Or, or outside of it. So, so Shincheonji Church of Jesus, or, Sam, the Temple of the Tabernacle of the Testimony. <laughs> it, must, it must have been really hard for you not to say testicle then. That just, it seemed like that was a, 
I mean, I always find it hard not to say testicle at the best of times. Um, that's a real good tongue twister, isn't it? The temple of the tabernacle of the testimony. Tabernacle of the testimony. Testicle. ASMR, ASMR. Um, Does that still work with this microphone? I don't know. We'll find out. Sorry, everyone. Um, so, so they are one of these uh, groups. Uh, their name means the new heaven and earth. Okay. And they were Is founded. That Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Shin, 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 Shin. Um, and they were founded in 1984 by Lee Man Hee. Okay. Now, I bet you can't guess who he claims to be the second coming of, Sam. Uh, uh, 1984, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, who's the one in, in Pearl Jam? They sing that Jesus Christ pose song. <laughs> No? Okay, you've got a little hat, little hat, little fez, no? Uh, Jesus, maybe, John? Yes, yeah. yes, you're right, Sam. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm sorry just... to you all that are listening only on audio because John was doing some excellent lines. It's safe to say um, my Jesus tribute act won't be getting an outing this year. It's still not ready. <laughs> but only because the venues are closed, not because <laughs> Yes, that is the only reason so the idea of the group is that he has come uh, at this time to create the new spiritual israel um yep. as we are living now during the end of days uh-huh so he had so been the, um, the group that we're going to be talking about next episode we want the exact same thing oh really yeah. it's very fashionable the end of days um idea isn't it in these groups yeah, um, I mean, I was so bored of the Israel that I had. I wanted a new one. <laughs> Just have Israel. Are you bored? It is the normal... This is, we're getting on dodgy territory now, aren't we? But are you tired of the normal Israel? Try the new, improved, spiritual Israel. <laughs> it's it's sort of plated. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the end of that bit. Uh, <laughs> so he had been um, a member of another, a number of these other fringe churches. Um, including one in particular called the Olive Tree. But then you see what happened was, Sam, the spirit of Jesus descended into Lee. Convenient. Which is awkward. Uh, and so at that point, he, um, he knew he had this new message, which is that people should um, strive to be one of his selected followers because they are the only people who will join him in heaven. Um, okay. Because on the day of judgment, Lee will take 140,000 people to eternal life. Yeah, that's the Bible, isn't it? They say 144,000. Yeah, which is the Jehovah's, is it the Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. um, have that as a big part of their theology, which always baffles me why they are still recruiting, given how many members they historically have supposed to have. Yes, but they're just the people that get to go to heaven. I did a play last year, the, um, it was called Girling, where we talked about the 144,000 people that were going to be saved and go to heaven. The story about uh, Mary Ann Girling, uh, founder of the Shakers. Quite a common but weirdly limited um, piece of theology. Uh, so amongst those claims, uh, Lee also claims that he'll never die, Sam. Yep, yeah, yeah, lucky him. But he, yeah, so the, the church exists uh, in order to, to preach and to spread that message, um, to do social work, to do cultural performances, and Ooh. to promote peace. That sounds great. Um, and they do that through a mix of religious services. They also run quite a few Bible study groups, and they operate in now... 29 countries and have somewhere between 250,000 and 300,000 members. 
Oh, okay. And remember, what? this is like one of the fringe groups of that country. Yeah. Just one. Uh, with 250,000 members. Okay. So uh, there are a number of sort of uh, examples of what it's like when you're um, in this group that I'll just talk through. Uh, some of them you might remember as key features of other groups we've uh, talked about. Uh, members, typically uh, some ex-members uh, have revealed uh, sleep around four hours a day. Right. Uh, they're expected to uh, meet every day with the with the religion with the community okay. they have services that last typically between two and three hours every day uh-huh uh. which are big group meetings uh where people are sat on the floor in rows very closely packed in because there's sometimes like up to a thousand of them in a meeting and uh sung and spoken prayer is a really important part of their practice so they're sat in these rows in close proximity in large groups indoors while uh singing speaking and clapping wildly next to each other just some details of behavior that might come in as relevant later on in our story yeah um and i don't know why i've written this down um and they say amen in unison like as, in as if that's a particularly unique feature I don't know. like after assembly in a church of england junior school amen, amen. and the group and we'll talk about this a bit more in a minute also is sort of viewed with a bit of suspicion anyway um but members of the group are told that they have to be wary of their loved ones, family and friends who are not in the group mm -hmm. uh, and that they are potentially risks to their salvation and practice. Wow. Okay. Again, just another detail that might, you know, that secretive yeah. element might come in uh, to our story later on, but it's quite, there are lots of sort of strange stories. I found there was one little, um, BBC documentary and a girl who joined was saying that when she joined the group, um, eventually her parents found out and they didn't want her to be part of it. So they locked her at home, right. locked her in the house. She really wanted to go. And it was so important that she go and that she not break her commitment that she jumped out of the fifth floor window in order to uh, get out of the house and be able to go to her um, church. And as a result, she was hospitalized for a year. A year my gosh because it was so important that she go and so important that she get away from her family to get back to the church oh my gosh that's um, whoa yeah i can't imagine being that dedicated to anything <laughs> not even sam i would hope if we were recording an episode of this podcast and, <laughs> and your fiance had locked you in the house that you would at least jump out of the window you know what i would jump out of the window for you john we live on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> Great, good. That's all I ask. Outside this particular window that is just there, uh, the ground is a bit raised, so it's a less, less of a drop. <laughs> That's the kind of dedication we want here. That's as far as I would jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's better than nothing. No, gosh, that poor lady. Yeah. Okay. So it's got quite a negative reputation already in the country which means that also members are sort of encouraged to keep it secret from their families that they're members of the church. Yeah. And that also when they recruit, they're encouraged to sort of recruit in a slightly, uh, what one critic of the group has described as deceptive proselytizing, where they don't 
reveal what group they are from to begin with until they've sort of hooked you in. Yeah. So this kind of weird, secretive, coercive recruitment strategy. Well, like, like the like flirty fishing that uh, groups like the kittens and the JWs do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big, big time. And so um, quite often there have been reports of them um, in South Korea at the uh, Meondong Cathedral, luring worshippers to their meetings, sort of pretending that they're part of the cathedral. But actually then the meeting you end up being taken to is a is a meeting for... Um, for this group instead and so a few more sort of examples of that as a controversial practice um in the uk in november 2016 the church of england issued a formal alert to 500 parishes in london about an affiliate group uh para cristo running bible study classes in london dockyards in order to recruit church of england members into this group just in the dockyards (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well in that in that part of london <laughs> presumably there's some very cheap meeting space in that part of town hopping to the docks and just sit, sitting dangling your feet doing some crabbing talking about bibles sitting on the dock of the bay watching my bible study roll away <laughs> what where is it going <laughs> i don't know it's almost like that lyric doesn't make any sense in my pastiche of that song so what I love now is now that you've sung, uh, our Patreon subscribers now know your singing face. <laughs> and now your embarrassed face. They got to see my embarrassed face a minute ago, and now here's yours. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so there's a, a quote from um, uh, the Church of England warning uh, that those who become involved gradually withdraw from friends and family and actively lie about their real lives. In the Church of England or in this other group? Uh, Members of the Church of England that are recruited into this group then withdraw from their friends and family and actively lie about their real lives. I have no uh, position on whether Church of England members lie about their real lives generally. There's no way to know. Probably not. Um, In India, in August 2019, the Baptist Convention in Manipur warned worshippers, quote, their leader claims to have access to secret knowledge of the scriptures which other church pastors do not know once they're in this group they spend most of their time inviting people to join and spend less time with families friends and churches and neglect or quit their studies and work okay so around the world they're snatching up people from little uh, kind of casual churches i think it's fair to say the church of england is a fairly casual church <laughs> i'm not sure so that's uh, i don't i don't think they ever have that on their signage do they <laughs> church of england the casual church but then there are there are more extreme versions of it aren't there there are like alpha and all those things that are a bit more like extreme versions of it a bit more uh yeah more devout yeah i mean it's interesting because maybe this is a subject for another time but the alpha course often runs in church of england churches but is actually linked to quite a um extreme evangelical american um form of christianity right Um, that's it kind of why i made the connect because of things that run in church of england churches yeah yeah but might lure you in a slightly different direction mostly it's uh from my experience at least brought up church of england is uh chris dingles and fates do you know what i bloomin love chris dingles what a genius service that is well i wouldn't give for an orange with some raisins and some i know cocktail sticks dolly mixture dolly. we used to have dolly mixture on uh, <laughs> on some of the sticks 
but it was oh for maybe i went to a really stingy church of england but we had like two sticks of raisins and then two sticks of jolly mixtures oh yeah no i think ours was the same or you'd have some other kind of um uh fruit healthy snack <laughs> john and sam reminisce about their church of england upbringing is a is a side project that we'll come back to listeners <laughs> that's basically it that's the extent of it for me um, oh, and- I, I remember another carol service uh where um we had the um did you have these so you'd be holding a candle but it had the white circle of card to protect your hand from the dripping wax yeah um and uh, uh, Jonathan, redacted surname, who was sat in front of me, set fire to the girl in front of him's hair with one. Oh, no! Oh, Jonathan! Not you. We're clarifying. Not. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't me. That wasn't a piece of prevarication on my part. This was another person with a similar name. Jonathan, you terrible poor boy. Very I was, um, She I was, was fine, a... by the way. It was like a minor thing. It was just funny. Just a little burn. <laughs> I was also in the um, brownies and the guides. And so when I was in, I think it was guides, I got to sing once in Royal David City at the beginning of their Christmas thing. Amazing. By myself. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Very good. So devout. Where did it all go wrong, Samantha? Where did it all go wrong? Uh, That they took me to church. (laughs) In Singapore in February 2020, <laughs> the Home Affairs Minister, um, K. Uh, Shanmugam, announced an investigation into the group for fraudulent activities, including front companies and using deceptive methods to recruit. Okay. So, yeah, they've had a, they've sort of caused alarm in a number of countries for their recruitment yeah. practices along the way um at this point in my research i wanted to go on their website to find a bit more of their uh, theology straight from them but apart from a big announcement about coronavirus on the front page uh most of the other links currently don't work oh so um so i'm not able to provide you with that information currently sadly except to tell you that within the religion again just casual facts that might have bearing later on Illness is considered a sin or a sign of sin, and you are encouraged to suffer through diseases to attend services um, in order to to maintain your spiritual path. Sounds like great advice during a pandemic, yeah. Which brings me to COVID-19. The 31st patient to contract coronavirus, this particular strain of coronavirus, uh, this year uh, was a 61-year-old female member of the church. Right. In early February, there'd been a big funeral for the brother of the founder of the group, and the group had 19 ch- uh, churches in China, mm-hmm. including one in Wuhan. Yeah. And lots of members of the church obviously attended that event from their various countries of origin because it was the founder's brother. Okay. She was present at that event. By So uh, what date did I give before? Was it the 17th of February, 18th of February? So February the 18th, she was uh, recorded as a patient with coronavirus. Uh, by the 20th of February, 53 new cases were reported uh, who were all members of this church. Right. Within two weeks in the country at, at large, there were 4,000 new cases. 60% of them were members of the group. Cool. Okay. 
that really goes to show like all these people are going ah it doesn't matter oh you know i can i'll still go out oh i'm gonna lean over you in the supermarket it's like just did you do you not get that you might not get that because i like that that went from general to like one very specific complaint you had one very specific complaint i was in the grocery i was in the uh, green grocers uh two days ago and i was just trying to get some onions they were all quite squishy I was quite. I was trying to find a not squishy onion. Nobody and likes then, a squishy. Squishy. Uh, oh, that's quite difficult to say. Nobody likes or can pronounce a squishy onion. And then an elderly person leant right over me, over my shoulder, to get to the squishy onions. I was like, "Mate, let me pick through the squishy onions." But why? Just because you're panicking that you can't buy onions, don't panic. Buy close to my face. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the number of people that have still been sort of having group hangouts. Oh, I know. It's extraordinary. And it's, oh, it's mum's 60th. And it's, oh, cool. Celebrate it in September when it's safe. Stay at home, wash your hands, listeners. So there were a number of sort of uh, things that the church members were doing that really helped that spread. They were still going and sharing closed off spaces with other people, refusing to be quarantined. Okay. Um, and in some cases, hiding their membership of the group once that group was known to be carriers mm. of the virus. Okay. So just to backtrack a little bit, um, although Patient 31, which is a pretty cool nickname, so it's not all bad news. So going to be her rap name from now on. Patient 31. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so although she had a really high fever after um, attending that funeral, she went to two church services. Remember, those are with a thousand um, participants each. Right. She also went to a wedding. Um, okay. And I've written in my notes a pyramid scheme conference, which I don't think is explicitly what it was called, <laughs> um, but was a bit of editorializing from the article I read. Well, who knows? Maybe pyramid scheme conferences is where those dastardly people go to plot their pyramid schemes to then take out and sell to. They've got to plan MML somewhere, haven't they? So, yeah. um, a conference. Um, and then I've written so. Um, so she went to two services: a wedding and a pyramid scheme conference. Uh, which I've written here is Richard Curtis's less successful sequel to <laughs> Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, she then, bless her, was in a minor traffic accident and went to a medical clinic to be treated for that and was offered a free coronavirus test and she refused. No, you dumb lady. Just utterly, um, utterly bonkers. Yeah. Utterly, utterly uh, bonkers. Um, in another separate case, um, a follower of the group went to hospital with a high fever and when they told her they would um, have to give her the test and that she would possibly have to be quarantined, she ran away. Right. Oh, Just ran out of the hospital. A nice privilege there, isn't it? Like, I, oh, I don't want to hear this, so I will go and spread it to as many people as I possibly can interact with. Bizarre. Ironically, so, also... Went, on, went to Wuhan for a funeral... Uh, no, was was in was at this big funeral, which almost certainly had people from Wuhan in attendance. Oh, okay, right, and then spread it to literally every single person they could interact with, going from one to a thousand cases within such a short time. That's. Oof. I mean, it shows how you know, and it might not just have been her at this, you know, within the group and within that service, yeah. right? But it shows how 
big an impact that one person potentially could have. In another ironic twist of fate, a Daegu city official in charge of infectious disease control was revealed to be a member of the church after they were diagnosed with coronavirus. What? No, what? The... Wow, okay. The saddest um, incidents of this um, uh, concerned the Cheongab Denham Hospital terrible pronunciation i'm so sorry which is where the funeral of lee's brother took place at the venue for that event they saw after the event 114 cases who were mostly long-term psychiatric patients of the hospital because they were not tested early or properly quarantined because they were considered to be safe because they were in a hospital and not being exposed as widely to the outside world and that resulted in seven of the 12 early deaths of this spate of coronavirus with these poor psychiatric patients in the hospital venue for that funeral. Oh my goodness. I hope those families and the patients that survived will be able to get some sort of compensation for this. Yeah, hopefully that's just, yeah, crazy. You go to hospital in all good faith that you will leave there better or that you will at least not get worse. And wow, that's not nice. What's also bizarre, and this is a bit of a sideline, is that at the same time, lots of conservative political groups, including the main conservative opposition party in the country, have been holding big mass rallies all through this against the government, against the government's (laughs) assembly advice. I draw no no conclusions or uh, inference from that, but in this particular incident, what a bunch of wankers. Yes. I wonder if my... Oh, no, I don't think I've... My, have you seen my Fuck the Tories t-shirt? No. Oh, I don't think it's in this room. And for reasons that I showed you earlier, I'm not going to get up to yep. have a look for it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds, that sounds really lewd. <laughs> I'm lewd from the waist down. <laughs> She's not listening, don't worry. I might be. I'm not. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know now, I suppose. When I was um, on Friday night before m- most of the... Um, restrictions and things came in here i went to a gig sam and i bought a piece of merchandise a t-shirt merchandise and uh, on the train back home on the saturday i wore that t-shirt walked through the train and at a a few points and this isn't a coronavirus symptom but i was sneezing a bit and sort of enjoying the nervous looks from the people around me uh in the train and then also the dirty looks when they saw my piece of frank turner merchandise which is a t-shirt that just has the words not dead yet on the front in large letters. <laughs> walking around coughing and sneezing not <laughs> dead yet this is why people hate millennials john <laughs> it, i didn't even i didn't even make the connection i didn't even think and then was like why am i getting all these dirty looks oh i see oh i see <laughs> so there we go so as you might imagine, this then caused a bit of a scandal uh, across the country. Everyone moved very quickly to, um, to sort of kind of contain it and make a response. A petition to outlaw the group for its immoral religious dogma and uncooperative attitude gained one million signatures. Well, I suppose um, if every member, the 250,000 members, if everyone's got four family members that are upset about them being in the group... Uh, yeah, you can make those numbers fairly quickly, I guess. And there was, you know, lots of stories supposedly of members refusing to be tested, going into hiding. Once it came out, not revealing that they were members of the group still. 
right? because they've got all this sort of secretive back history anyway within the group. The Seal City government asked prosecutors to press charges against Lee and senior members of the group for murder, causing harm, and violating the Infectious Disease Control Act. Okay. Which is... I don't know if I would go as far as murder. No, no, that is a bit strong. Uh, but I think that gives you a sense of the strength of feeling that was... Um, yeah. Um, it's definitely a, a, a neglect there. Yeah. So then, as a result, and there are so here we get into the mixed figures that I couldn't um, uh, ration out. So, according to this source, 240,000 members were interviewed. Right. Or, if you believe the other source, 310,000 members. Oh. Either way, big group. Yeah. And it was found that 9,000 of them had symptoms. That is a lot. And so around that time, uh, as a result of some of this uh, investigation, the police raided the headquarters of the church to check that the membership lists they'd been given were complete because the authorities suspected people had been left off the official documents handed over. But the investigation then concluded that there were only minor um, discrepancies, so there wasn't any active um, fraud at that point. Not long after that, Lee gave a press conference apologizing. You can find the footage of it, listeners. Um, so he's sort of bowing and on his knees on stage. That was my cult leader bowing mime sound. I was just enjoying your little um, claw that appeared. <laughs> that's just per- that's a person. That's like his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a little talking. But this... <laughs> I'm so sorry, audio listeners. John, you can edit this bit out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and uh, uh, apologised, but told people we did our best, but were not able to stop uh, the virus, uh, and assured people that they were now fully cooperating with the authorities. In what way did they do their best? In what even name even one way that they did their best? Well, that's what's interesting. I think about this case is that it's not you know this isn't a group deliberately spreading a pandemic, but that there are certain teachings practices. Um, and sort of things about secrecy and manipulation that are inherent to a cult group that in this particular context is just deadly. Yes. You yeah, know, that, no the way. fact that their practices happen to be en masse together, clapping, singing right up in each other's grill every day makes it more likely you're going to um, contract and spread the virus. The fact that you're encouraged not to tell your friends and family that you're a member, that you're sort of yeah. encouraged to keep that secret for fear of persecution or for fear of whatever else means that you're much less likely to cooperate in times like this the fact that your religion teaches you that to be diseased is a sign of your sin and that you should struggle on and carry on when you're feeling poorly just is the perfect you know time bomb for this kind of circumstance that we're in yeah it's yeah Yeah. all, all irresponsible so in march of this year which is the month we're currently in, um, the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom uh, expressed concern about the religious freedom of members of the group being violated as people were exaggerating the church's role in the outbreak. So they're already an unpopular group that sort of receive a lot of persecution and suspicion anyway. That has like tripled, doubled, billioned, if indeed that's a word, in the wake of this and that commission in particular is worried about what that means for religious freedom. Uh, The Belgian NGO Human Rights Without Frontiers released a white paper saying that although mistakes were made, 
the church was being discriminated against because of its status as an unpopular group in South Korea. So there's quite an interesting like religious freedom question that's also yeah. now bubbling away in relation to to this group and its reputation. Yeah, like how far does religious freedom extend because okay, if it just affects the members of that group, fine, but it doesn't. Had had that woman uh gone to this funeral got infected with this disease and then only interacted with members of her same group that said I don't care about getting infected with this deadly virus mm. then cool but you, she went to hospital and she went out into the world and that oh, that's not how it yeah. that's not how it works I mean you cut you know I don't think any group should be banned in that sense that's not a good no. uh, position for anyone but yeah how exactly you respond when a group is sort of through its nature in a time like this causing harm is a is an interesting question there was um in one of the other reports the the person was saying that the fear is now that they'll go even more underground that you know they were already hiding the fact that they were members because yeah. of the social stigma or as a recruitment tactic um and that that might get even worse now as a result of you know they've been investigated by the government they've been smeared in the newspapers they've been you know on international news as a threat and you know i don't know what the alternative to those things that happened are but that's again potentially quite dangerous that a group like that then just goes underground yeah and then there's you no know, helping them and it's not about helping them not be in that religion it's about helping them not die yeah well i'd be whatever religion but don't uh, infect everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good rule for life. Don't infect everybody. Should put that on a t-shirt as well, Sam. <laughs> don't infect everybody. Sure. I think it could be a catchy slogan. Um, so that, Sam, is uh, the story of the cult uh, at the heart of the early outbreaks of the coronavirus in 2020. Wow. Gosh, thank you, John, for researching that. Uh, no thank you to that lady that infected a thousand people how weird and it's uh we're in a part of the uk where it's uh it's, it is here but it's a fairly small incidence at the moment which we're really thankful for um and uh john and i we had some uh concerned messages this week but we're luckily we're really uh we're able to work from home so we're able to socially distance as much as is appropriate, um, venturing out, as I said before, to get coughed on in the greengrocers, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which Sam does anyway. That's like a weekly uh, activity yeah, for her. She Thursday, loves it. Wednesday, pop out, cough on people in the grocers, come out. <laughs> um, but we really hope that you're, uh, like John said at the beginning, staying safe and clean and looking after each other. And remember... Don't infect everybody. <laughs> As new catchphrases go, Sam, that's um, <laughs> that's not bad. I wonder, like, uh, how how long it'll take for it to catch on. So, if I stick to it, how many episodes do I need for it to become a? Well, hopefully, Sam, it'll go viral. No. <laughs> S Sam is just shaking her head at me now. Be ashamed of yourself, John. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Very good. Um, so listeners if you enjoyed that please get in touch with us we're at home so we're responding to everything uh, uh coffee and cults at gmail.com if you want to send us an email uh or at coffee and cults on instagram twitter facebook all those fun places um if you want to see the video of this 
uh, recording, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults. Uh, and it involves a monthly subscription, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, if you want to do that, you can. If you don't want to, please don't worry about it. Uh, they will still be there if you would like to join after the pandemic or if you just don't care. That's fine to uh, look after your families. Why? Some people don't want to watch the video of us, John. No, no, no. I, 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 I totally get that. Uh, I was saying to Sam earlier, listeners, I've had to, in the various like video conference meetings I've had to have this, have this week, I have never had to look at my own blooming face so much. So I don't, I don't wish that on other people. It's fine. Oh, don't be horrible to yourself. Right. I like to see your face. Ah, oh, thanks, Sam. So yeah, look after yourselves, listeners. Um, we'll have lots more stuff um, coming out soon. If you're on the Patreon, we're going to try and put a couple of extra bonus treats on there for you, um, but also on the main outlet, we'll be putting out um, some more archive stuff, possibly, uh, and some more uh, sort of new content like this in our regular slot. So we hope you enjoy that, uh, and that helps you through uh, this weird time. And yeah. we'll see you again very soon we we love you love you bye we're going to talk to you you are the initiate you are the cause we found out that i was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a color as a man we no longer under the laws of Moses. the world the kingdom stuck with violence and the violence shall take it by force coffee and cults (sighs) 